Most of us are, we'll say, slightly past the midpoint of our homeschool year. Just really all depends upon your schedule, when you start, when you end, do you do more year-round. But either way, here we are in March, and the weather's kind of like wah, wah, wah. (laughs) I'm actually sitting here, and I'm watching the snow flurries outside. I've got my cup of hot cocoa right here next to me just to kind of embrace the fact that we are here in March, and there's not much we can do about it, but just embrace and accept it. I actually do have a podcast episode about this, and I'll drop it in the show notes to encourage those of you, especially those of you that are in colder environments and experiencing just all the wintry, all that stuff. But you're saying to yourself that you're at this point in the homeschool year and you read the title and you're like, yes, Lee, help. I've completely lost my motivation this homeschool year. Can I just quit now? I'm going to answer that question right now today. You might be able to guess what the answer is because <laughs> I'm very pro homeschool. So you might be able to guess, but I'm going to give you some ways of being able to combat these feelings and these emotions and give you like, hopefully like that like that little last push that you need to just carry on. All right, let's get into it right now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Here you find yourself at this season in life, as a stay-at-home homeschooling mom, or maybe a stay-at-home mom, soon-to-be homeschool mom, or maybe not even a stay-at-home mom, but soon-to-be stay-at-home mom, homeschooling mom. Congratulations on making that decision. So exciting. But no matter the scenario, we all kind of get to this point where we are mostly home, even if you kind of work part-time somewhere. Our main focus is on our kiddos, and you are balancing motherhood. You're balancing the home and you're balancing education, and you're saying to yourself, this is just, it's too much some days. And most of our attention is probably on the home education, the homeschooling, because we have this overshadowing, whether you live in a state that's really strict, and that really kind of puts like a heavy burden on you, or it's just the fact you're like, if I don't educate them, they're going to fail, they're not going to get anywhere in life, and it's all going to be my fault. We have a huge emphasis upon the education of our children. We have the worry that accompanies the emotions and the feelings and the thoughts of, I don't want my kids falling behind. Wait a minute, I'm not doing enough. Or I doubt I can even do this homeschool thing. Or I doubt I can even do it long term. Sure, okay, I can do some preschool and early elementary school, but I doubt that I'm going to be able to teach them what they need to know. And the realization that you say to yourself, I'm basically just doing school at home. I thought that homeschool is supposed to be different. Mama, I know exactly how you feel. Let me tell you about this one day. (laughs) 
Oh, a few years ago, and it was not one of my finer moments, but we had fairly recently moved, so we have the stress and the anxiety of everything of moving. The house is still a disaster. Things are in different places. We're doing some construction, or we have some construction projects that are upcoming to, you know, get to the place to where we want it to be so we can settle in well. But here we are at this midterm. I had all three of my kiddos, and I had zero place, zero time to myself. And... I came into our bedroom. My husband, he had been working from home for a long time. And at this point in our new house, he didn't have an office yet. And so his office was in our bedroom. And I came in, and he might have even been on the phone. I crawled into bed, threw the blankets over my head, and just quietly sobbed myself to sleep into a nap. I woke up, and I kind of started to get up, and he looked over me. He's like, you okay? And I was like, I will be. (laughs) And I got up and I walked out. And of course, later on, we had to have a conversation about it so that he could kind of come alongside me. But it was the culmination of just a lot of stress and just those regular feelings that you are experiencing. You are stuck in those questions I mentioned, the thoughts, the, my kids, what if they fall behind? What if I don't do enough with them? I don't think I can actually carry through and educate my kids and help them to be successful people in life. And wait a minute. I think I'm just doing school at home. I think there's a different way that we can do that. And I decided after that moment, I need to break free of the hamster wheel of constantly questioning myself. I had to shift my mindset and prioritize. And at that time, that is when the change came. And I created my homeschool lifestyle, the one that was right for me and my family. And I want to invite you to do that very same thing. We can do that together and clarify your homeschool. This is why I put it together because of that day that I crawled into bed, cried myself into a nap, and then got up and said, things have got to be different. Now, I always knew in the back of my mind, things could be different. I always knew what was in my heart. I just couldn't pull it out. And that is what we're going to do and clarify your homeschool. We are going to pull out all of those things that are just deeply hidden. We're going to shift your mindset. Mama, you are going to stop doing school at home because the school at home that you are doing, when we are modeling the educational system, that's broken. That educational system is broken and you are modeling and repeating a broken educational system in your home. Let's not do that anymore. Let's set our children up for success to be the people that God has equipped them to be. Let's do that together and clarify your homeschool. All the details are at clarifyyourhomeschool.com and you and I, mm, it's going to be good. We're going to get you off of that hamster wheel of all those constant questioning. We're going to, together, we're going to create the homeschool lifestyle that you, your husband, your children, your entire family is going to thrive and you are going to move forward and look back someday and be like, I am so glad that I took that step, that I took that leap And I invested in myself, invested in my family, and we can move forward with confidence and peace and excitement about homeschool. And you can grab all the information about it at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. But today you're saying, help, I want to quit. And this is, so your question to me is, Lee, can I quit? My answer is two letters, one word, two letters. No, (laughs) you knew I was going to say that, right? No, you can't quit. You've hit a rough patch. It's the middle of the homeschool year. It's the middle of the winter. Maybe not much sunshine sometimes. Not much time outside. Unless you live in a warm environment, then you are very blessed. But either way, we can just kind of get to this point where I want to quit. No. I want you to think of this. 
Just like when it comes to working out, whether you are currently in a season where you are actively working on your physical health or not, you know what it's like. The most painful part of working out is not the actual workout. Yes, it can be painful, but the most painful and the hardest part is getting there. Whether you go to a gym or you just put on some workout clothing and you work like I do in the corner of my bedroom and then I'll go for a walk. But no matter what you do, whatever your routine is, the hardest part is saying, yes, I'm going to do it and taking those first couple of steps, putting on the workout outfit, getting on the proper shoes and getting yourself going and doing whatever it is. But just think about this. When you're done with the workout, how good do you feel? You feel so good. You're like, yeah, look at me. Woo woo. I have did, I did this and I feel really good. You're high on endorphins and you just are proud of yourself. And tomorrow you're going to have to do the same thing. You're going to have to put on your workout gear and you're going to have to go and do it again. That is the hardest part. Once you actually start working out, yes, it can hurt. Your muscles are aching. They might be kind of uh, shaking some and feel hot and burning. You know, that's a good thing. When it comes to homeschool, we just, the most painful part sometimes is getting up in the morning and say, yes, I am going to homeschool today and doing what you have to, whether you have a homeschool outfit or not, (laughs) whether your homeschool outfit is to put some leggings or some sweatpants and a big old sweatshirt on, go for it. If that's your homeschool uniform, go for it and do it. That is the hardest part is saying, yes, I am going to do this. So how do we stay the course? I've got just three things here I want you to remember. You want to scribble them down, and I'm going to tell you right now, I am going to shoot them straight at you here. I'm not going to sugarcoat because I think at this point in the homeschool year, sugarcoating is not going to do you or I or our children any type of help or or benefit. So here's the first one here. How do you stay the course? Mama, just do the darn thing. Stop lamenting. Stop whining. Remember that day by day, little by little, thus the name of my podcast here and everything that I do, little by little, we raise our children. Little by little, we educate them. Just day in and day out, putting in the hard work, getting up in the morning and saying, yes, I am going to do this. I am going to home educate my children, no matter what that looks like, whether it is learning Latin or going outside and having a mud kitchen, it does not matter. You get up in the morning and decide this is what I'm going to do. We just have to do it. When the hard days and the tough days come, mama, you just got to do it. You just have to push through on the day. We don't get to skip the mundane kind of days. And most days are mundane. Most days are just simple. We're at home. It might be going out somewhere, but a lot of days, just the day in and day out of raising children, we're just here doing it. We've got the meals. We've got the cleaning up of the kitchen. We have the laundry. We have the changing of the diapers. We have the taking the dog for the walk. We have all of the mundane things. Most days when it comes to raising your children are going to be mundane days. But you know what? We often as moms feel like those days are mundane, but often our kids don't feel like that. Even my teens don't feel like it's a mundane kind of day. They see it as, 
okay, I get to build on yesterday. My youngest right now is working on some design for his 3D printer. He has some crazy idea of what he's going to print. And I'm like, okay, we'll see how this works. But he got his homeschool stuff done. He got his chores done. And then he has the free time to go ahead and work on designing the program. And and I don't even know exactly. To me, it doesn't make any sense. That's not how my brain works. But he is excited, even though today is a mundane kind of day. We're just going through our day. He's like, okay, I got done with this, mom. Can I go and do this now? I'm like, sure, okay. (laughs) You absolutely can. We see it as mundane days because we've had a lot of life that we've lived. We have had possibly years of maybe four kids that were a lot of excitement. And now we just think that every day is kind of dull and mundane. They're not. Most days to us maybe are, but to our kids, they can be exciting. One day they can be a captain of a ship that they've built in your living room from the cushions and sheets. The next day they can be princes and princesses and or they can be acting out the lion, the witch in the wardrobe. To them, it, days are exciting. But for us, just the mundane day in and day out, mama, you just gotta do the thing. Have a plan, do the thing. Which leads into number two is to set up a routine, to have some type of plan. When you have a routine, everyone knows what to expect. Again, this may feel dull, but when you have a routine for the day, I'm going to tell you right now, your normal days will end up flying by. I'm looking at the time right now, it's mid-afternoon, and I'm like, wow, okay. I mean, we've done a lot today because we have a routine. These days that we are just home, we have a routine. So for my family right now, Monday to Wednesday typically looks about the same. Thursday, it just looks like Thursday. Friday just looks like Friday. And Saturday and Sunday, they look like Saturday and Sunday. So those four days all look different, but every Thursday looks the same and every Friday looks the same. But Monday and Wednesday, we are just home. And you know what? I am okay with that. And that's what happens when we have a routine. We know about what time we're getting up. We know we're moving into this and then we're moving into this and then into this. And this is the time we're doing morning time together. And this is lunchtime. And this is some free time. And this is outside time. When we have a routine, everyone knows what to expect. It also helps to lessen meltdowns. It helps to also kind of temper some expectations of maybe kids think that, oh, we're going to go on this exciting adventure. We're going to go to the mall today. And you're like, that's the last place I want to go. This is the routine that we're in. Those ha- That happens on a special type of day. And if you are somebody who normally pushes back on having a schedule, I'm not saying schedule. I'm saying a routine. When it comes to kids, it's really hard to have a schedule. Yes, there can be like a sports schedule and we have to be at this practice at this time. That works. We can have a schedule of when it comes up to about that time But as the day goes by, if you have a schedule and you're like this time to this time and this time to this time for every single day besides activities, you're going to probably go crazy because kids don't follow schedules very well, (laughs) right? Most of them can't tell time yet. (laughs) So they're definitely not going to be able to follow a schedule. But if you have a routine, they know what to expect. After breakfast is when we brush our teeth and we make sure our bed is made and we get the dog fed and then we move into morning time. It just really helps to give us a pace for the day that we can continue to follow. All right, number three, this one, again, I told you I was just going to shoot them to you here straight. And this one at first is maybe going to sound a little off-putting or a little harsh, (laughs) but I, let me just, let me hear me out. Okay. The third thing here, when I say, can you quit? No, (laughs) that's my answer. So how do we stay the course? 
The third thing here is you need to take a break from one another. Okay. And some of you are like, yes, yes, that's what I want. And so you're like, oh no, they'll hurt. their feelings will be hurt. I'm going to tell you right now, my kids don't have hurt feelings at all. I've asked them <laughs> from the times that we would take a break. So here's some ideas. Do you have little ones that are taking naps? Well, there is a break right there. I went for very many years. My oldest probably did this the longest than my youngest. And then life just kind of got busy. But we started off with nap times. And then as kids got older and didn't do nap times, I still required while the youngest took a nap, they would do quiet time, some type of quiet room time, whether it was, you know, the baby took a nap for two hours and they took quiet time for an hour, or maybe they took quiet time for two hours. This I continued even past the time that my youngest stopped napping. They would all get quiet time. And I'm going to tell you right now, they were so creative. I had to put some very specific parameters and probably at times some ridiculous rules around it, <laughs> like no screaming during quiet room time. But it was just a chance for us all to have a break from one another, me to have a little bit of a break, to be able to breathe, decompress. But it really also taught them to play really well independently and to be okay to be alone, to be on their own in a safe place and this, help, this will help them also prepare for when they're on their own and they are actually alone and being okay with just being with themselves. So some type of break from one another is a really good thing. So whether you do that a nap time, quiet time every day, or you institute some type of downtime before bed, everybody goes to their room and reads before bed, and you just have a little bit of time of peace before you tuck everybody in, maybe you get up earlier than your kiddos. And that is your space, your time, your break from one another. Another idea, mm, this one sounds like a yummy one, is to take yourself out for brunch, say on a Saturday morning. Or maybe that's just not going to work that time. Or maybe you meet up with a friend. It depends on what you need. If you need some time with a friend or you need some time alone. But I used to, when my kids were younger, once a month, I would take myself out on a date. <laughs> because like, where are you going? And I would take books and I would take my planner. And it wasn't like I went out and went to the spa or anything. I just went to like a local coffee shop. I think it was um, Panera. Yeah, it was something like Panera. Somewhere you could just kind of come in, get what you want, find a table in the corner. And I would just sit there for a couple of hours and I loved it. And I would purposely time it <laughs> so my husband would put everybody to bed and I would come home afterwards and it still gave me a little bit of a time. It refreshed me. And the next morning I was like, yeah, let's go. I'm good to go. I feel prepared for the next month. I had some time to decompress, sat and ate probably, you know, some croissant or something and some yummy, you know, chai tea or hot cocoa like today, but take a break from one another. It's okay to not be around each other 24 seven. And it's okay to admit that you need a break. So real quick, one more time. Can you quit homeschooling because you're feeling some lack of motivation right now? No, you can't. Okay. How do we stay the course? First thing is I just want you to do the thing just every day. Just do it. Carry out with your plans. The second thing is to set up a routine. Third is to take a break from one another. And I want to encourage you to start working on those today. Maybe all three of them is too much to start today or tomorrow. Just pick one and start it. And then when you get good at that one, add the second one and then the third one. And then fourth, I'm going to say, well, not fourth, but I'm going to say also to come alongside you as you do this is clarify your homeschool. 
This is an opportunity where you get to work on your homeschool. You can go and do it. You can go over to Panera, your local coffee shop or wherever, grab your laptop, grab your phone and your notebook and go over and work through the course on that. We have calls set up. So just Zoom calls. You can jump in and ask me questions about anything and be able to lead and guide you along with this because mama, you are putting your heart and soul and your strength and just everything you have into the homeschooling of your children. Let's make it really, really good. I want you to look back someday on these years and say, yes, I knew what I was doing. I pushed away that self-doubt and we just did the thing and we did what was best for our family in every single season of the year. And I'm excited to be able to join along with you in that. So you can head over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. And one last time, can you quit homeschool right now because you're feeling lack of motivation? No. No, you're not going to. Okay, let's get it, Mama. You're doing awesome. Let's keep at it. Okay, and I'll see you right back here on the podcast in just a couple more days. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.